Well, hello everyone. Thank you very much for joining us. Today, we are extremely fortunate to host Lucy Young, CEO and co-founder of Charco Neurotech, producer of the Q1, which is a non-invasive wearable device designed to reduce slowness and stiffness in Parkinson's patients, that is us. Lucy already presented to us some time ago, and this is an opportunity for all of us to get an update on this interesting device. Before we start, I would like to remind you, as always, that this session is for information and education purposes only. So if you're seeking medical advice, diagnosis or treatment, this is not the place you should really consult a medical professional. There will be time for questions at the end of the presentation. Please use the Q&A function at the bottom of your screen. Please do not put the questions in the chat. So for those of you who don't know us yet, No Silver Bullet is managed by Mark Lambert and myself with the aim of sharing Parkinson's expertise. We really, aim, we really aim to help you and frankly to motivate you to become well-informed journalists in your condition in order to make informed choices on how to adapt your lifestyle, to manage your symptoms and try to slow down disease progression. We are organizing Zoom sessions like today's with researchers and PD specialists to update you on the latest, the latest advances in science and medicine, nutrition, exercise, wellness and like tonight, technology. We then post the recordings of our sessions on YouTube and Spotify and we also post short videos on TikTok and Instagram. The details are available in the chat section as well as on our website. The website is under nosilverbullet4pd.com, nosilverbullet number 4pd.com. But let's come back to today's topic and to Lucy, who will be talking to us about the Q1. Lucy, the stage is yours. Amazing. Thank you so much for having me uh, today. Today, I'd love to spend a bit of time of explaining about what uh, Shaco is currently doing uh, to improve the quality of life for people with Parkinson's and what we are aiming to do further to uh, improve the quality of life for our people around them and healthcare um, uh, providers as well. It actually goes back to uh, years uh, ago in 2003. 14 time when I was at Imperial College and Royal College of Art. Um, I was always focusing on using technology to improving the quality of life for people with long-term conditions. And Parkinson's is one of the conditions that I really started looking into then. The gentleman that I first met to really understand about Parkinson's, as soon as he saw me, um, he was mentioning that I'm very happy to participate in this research but um, I have Parkinson's and it stole my smile. Uh, at that time, I wasn't sure what he meant, but it was because of the stiffness and slowness that made his face stiff, that lots of people with Parkinson's face, that he wasn't able to show the smile. Since then, Charcoal's aim, my aim, was bring, to bring smiles back for people with Parkinson's. Now in 2023, uh, we are a company based in Cambridge um, in, and also South Korea, working hard uh, to bring smiles back for people with Parkinson's. I would love to share one video with yourselves to show uh, where we started and what we are doing in Nutshell. particularly the woman we're talking about taking your card out of your wallet you know it's the person standing behind you that you can hear tutting it makes you stressed and anxious and then it slows you up and then people get frustrated so it makes you even more anxious so i used to love shopping absolutely love shopping and now i pick my times when i go because i don't i can't do crowds we have worked closely with the Parkinson's community to develop the Q1, a non-invasive wearable device that uses tailored vibration to relieve the movement symptoms of Parkinson's, such as slowness and stiffness of movement and freezing of gait. Worn on the sternum using comfortable medical adhesive, the Q1 has been shown to improve the user's movement at the push of a button. The Q1 works by delivering two scientifically validated phenomena, focus stimulation and cueing. 
which together make movement easier and smoother. The Q1 is easily recharged with the included dock, which doubles as a case for the device and spare adhesives. Small and quiet, the Q1 is discreet and can be easily hidden beneath clothes. It also features medication reminders delivered through vibration, so you can make sure you get every dose on time without alerting everyone around you. We've been lucky enough to work with people with Parkinson's from day one. Our user testers have been instrumental in taking the Q1 from a university project to what it is today. I just felt as if I moved about fear. I was moving as if I didn't have Parkinson's. Yes, I feel better. I'm, sta I'm standing more comfortably. Yeah, the walking is definitely better. The standing is better. Yeah. Well, I've, I've, I've watched Celia walking there, and it is ten times better than the way she was walking yesterday afternoon. But watching you walk there, you're back to the way you were walking last year. How do you feel? Can I ask you if you felt any different from the point that we arrived? Yes, I did. Can I ask you how you feel different? I feel better already. <laughs> you feel better? Well, you don't look bad, do We were very happy to launch our first limited run of Q1 devices at the end of 2021 and are currently working towards providing all those on our waiting list with their Q1 as soon as possible. We hope you'll join our amazing community of enthusiastic, friendly and like-minded people and help us on our journey to improve quality of life and bring smiles to as many people as we can. If you'd like any more information or are interested in joining the waiting list, please visit our website or get in touch with us. So that um, video explains a little bit about what Shapo is currently doing. And we would love to go through a bit more details of how we started uh, Sharko and what we are currently um, uh, doing. So um, as you'll be able to see in the picture here, um, the couple that we uh, worked together for a while, um, uh, Tony uh, um, was with us from the very beginning of our development. And you'll be able to see that Tony was trying to pose for the camera and um, photo shoot, but his face was quite stiff to show the smile. But from then onwards, he used the Q1 device for about three to um, four months. And he sent us this lovely photo um, back uh, in a couple of years ago of um, the big smiles that we were able to uh, see. He also shared his story in local Parkinson's UK uh, magazine, and um, he was one of the um, very early on users of the Q1 device. So today we will go through what the Q1 device is in bit details, and also how we are aiming to bring our smiles to millions of people around the world. Unfortunately, Parkinson's is the fastest growing neurodegenerative condition in the world. There is currently 10 million people and the projections that people were seeing with the increased number of the Parkinson's is actually um, going beyond that was projected. So it is something that lots of researchers are focusing on to improve the quality of life. Um, and there's a lot to focus on uh, in looking into Parkinson's. Um, we are C marked uh, device uh, manufacturer. We are ISO 304085 certified, and we have actually get got, um, got the patent now uh, grant uh, indication for the EU and uh, across the world. We started from talking with lots of people with Parkinson's. Like today, we love to get uh, more uh, insight from people with Parkinson's and their family members to understand what are the needs and uh, challenges that people with Parkinson's face day to day. These are the main three things that we are focused from a, a decade ago of the movement symptoms of stiffness, slowness, tremor, and now uh, moreover looking to the gait and balance and posture um, that uh, creates a challenge for individuals' life. 
The other thing is uh, when uh, people with Parkinson's go see their clinicians in six to 12 months, it's really challenging to update how you've been feeling through that times and actually uh, tracking the symptom uh, progressions. So, however, this uh, really limits uh, of the tailored care. If you have a better insight into what kind of symptoms that people have and also the progression, then uh, the, the Sharkle's aim is to give a tailored care um, uh, through that insights. So with the medical device and the application, we aim to improve the movement that we will go into details about what Q1 is doing, identify and track the symptoms of Parkinson's and to provide the tailored care. So going back to the Q1 device, it is using a medical adhesive. As you can see on the photo, it sits on the sternum and it delivers two scientifically validated methods of focused fibrotectile stimulation combined together with the cueing. Now I'll go into a bit of the details of how the, um, the mechanism of action works with the device. But before we go into the science, we'd love to show you how it is actually used in day-to-day -day life. So you'll be able to see the gentleman getting freeze of gait um, despite his best um, educator status. Um, but after using the Q1 device, you'll be able to see that he's able to carry on the walking with more uh, stable and without the freeze of gait. So at the moment, what we are currently seeing is that there's over 90% of improved movement when we are doing unified Parkinson's disease rating scale uh, assessment with people with Parkinson's when using the device. We are looking into minimally cl clinically important difference of over 70% of people um, when using the device with over uh, 200 people. So how is the Q1 device working? What is the science behind the Q1 device? Um, we um, prepared a short animation for a clearer explanation. A progressive neurodegenerative condition. Loss of pigmented midbrain neurons in the substantia nigra pars compacta leads to many motor symptoms of Parkinson's, such as rigidity and bradykinesia. These symptoms have also been linked to an excessive amount of brain activity in the beta frequency band across the motor cortex and subthalamic nucleus. This beta activity normally decreases before and during voluntary movement and increases again when staying still. Research suggests that vibratory signals transmitted from the skin and muscle to the brain may be able to modulate cortical activity, reducing the amplitude of beta activity. This puts the body in a ready-to-move state and reduces stiffness and rigidity. Vibration was first suggested to improve Parkinson's symptoms back in the 19th century by the renowned neurologist Dr. Jean-Martin Charcot, who noted that patient symptoms were less severe after arriving by railroad or carriage. Over the years, we have refined our understanding of this finding. Recent studies have found that localized stimulation placed on a peripheral part of the body can be effective and more practical than full body vibration. Through extensive testing, Charcot Neurotech found that the sternum may be the optimal position for effectiveness and ease of use. Charcot's Q1 is a non-invasive device which uses localized vibration termed focus vibrotactile stimulation. Here we will describe the best current understanding of how the Q1 works. High frequency vibration can be detected by mechanoreceptors such as muscle spindles in the tissue surrounding the sternum. They have been shown to send sensory neuronal signals through one alpha nerve fibers to the brain. These signals encode for physical touch and proprioceptive information, which are important for motor and balance control by the brain. The Q1 also uses a validated therapy for Parkinson's called cueing. Medical professionals commonly advise using cueing to help people with Parkinson's with their motor symptoms. Cueing can be delivered in many ways, such as rhythmic auditory cueing, which can be achieved using a metronome. Visual stimuli have also been explored in the experimental setting, and many professionals recommend cognitive cueing, such as counting in one's head, to help with movement. The Q1 uses rhythmic pulses of vibration to provide cues, which are discreet and less distracting to people as they go about their day-to-day -day activities. Cues like this provide a stimulus that can help people with Parkinson's initiate and sustain regular cycles of bodily movements that are implicitly learned, like walking. In order for movements like walking to be initiated, inhibition of neuronal activity in the supplementary motor area of the brain is required. This is controlled by structures of the basal ganglia, each possessing an internal rhythm. 
In Parkinson's, as the neurons in the basal ganglia are damaged, the internal rhythmic activity is disrupted, and hence the control of movement deteriorates. This is a possible cause of other characteristic features of Parkinson's, like freezing of gait. Tactile cues delivered by the Q1 may help relieve symptoms by modulating the disrupted basal ganglia SMA circuit, potentially bypassing the circuit itself, allowing reinitiation of learned movements and avoidance of freezing. While both focus stimulation and cueing have been studied extensively in the literature, the Q1 is the first widely available device to combine and deliver them in a practical and patient-centered manner. With this combination, the Q1 may help to relieve the key movement symptoms experienced by people with Parkinson's. To learn more, please visit our website www.sharkoneurotech.com. This animation has been reviewed by Dr. Alistair Noyce, Professor James Kilner, and Professor Kumil Kwon. Parkinson's disease is a progressive. There are lots of studies, as you can see, that um, is happening around focus for tactile stimulation and curing. Over the years, when we first started, we were actually looking into uh, using a vibration to uh, improve with the micrographia when the uh, writing gets small. Uh, from then onwards, we went for lots of studies at the university and from um, then onwards from Sharko, working together with multiple um, uh, hospitals, including Edinburgh's um, in America. Massachusetts General Hospitals uh, and uh, around the globe to look into further efficacy and also looking into what kind of stages of Parkinson's benefits the most and what kind of cohorts do not actually see the benefits so that we can give a clear answer to people with Parkinson's. The amazing thing from then onwards that we were able to see is people actually using the device uh, in the site. So in the UK, um, we have uh, released the devices and now there's over 1,500 people using the device and we are constantly uh, getting the devices up, up for yourselves. And the feedback that we've been getting has been incredible in two ways. Is One is when we actually see the benefit for people with Parkinson's, but the second thing is also we learn from them a lot. So when the device doesn't work for individuals because if uh, efficacy varies from individuals, we try our best to understand what kind of symptoms that they have, what uh, stages of Parkinson's they have, and we try to learn as much as possible to see the calibration of the stimulation may um, um, uh, start helping with their um, symptoms. So we are very eager to learn more and find out further improvement of their movement uh, through our studies. So thanks to uh, the the interest that uh, the community members that to be mentioned, uh, as mentioned now that uh, 1,400 people increased over time, the waiting list has been increasing. The hospital started using the device in various ways. Now, um, in addition to Parkinson's, we're looking at Parkinson's plus syndromes and also other uh, neurological conditions that affect movement to uh, really uh, um, bring smiles for long-term conditions. But Sharko, once again, uh, as mentioned at the moment, uh, our focus is to get the devices out there for people so that we can actually make an impact and improvement in their movement in day-to-day -day life. Moving on to the software and further uh, development that we are working on, we are developing the uh, application that is really looking into the accuracy of the diagnosis as well as detecting the symptoms including but also not limited to tremor, looking to the gait, um, if there is any hesitations of initiation of the movement or con uh, continuous of movement, which will be correlating with the clinical measures. So, for example, the balloon tapping game that you'll be able to do through our application is actually looking into uh, the data co uh, correlation with the clinical measures. So it is enjoyable uh, game for you to play, but the data that we are collecting for yourself and for the clinicians is clinically um, uh, relevant. So the whole effort of uh, doing this is for us to gather the data through the various of the sources of the Q1 device, the application, and also in-person uh, visits by listening to the feedback from yourselves uh, to maximize the re resource um, efficiency by using the algorithm to provide information to people with Parkinson's and their carers and also the healthcare providers so that we can give the tailored care. 
So for example, if you were to able to identify if the individuals having uh, difficulties of the speaking before you realize we uh, are able to actually detect it through the devices and the application so that we can start recommending speech therapy, for example. So this is the big Charcoal Care ecosystem that we're building so that uh, you don't have to surf around what kind of uh, physiotherapy classes that will be beneficial for us. We analyze your current status and give the best tailored care for yourselves because we really believe in uh, Parkinson's does require individual care day to day so that we can provide the best intervention for yourselves. And we were able to get to where we are because of amazing uh, community members that we were able to work together with. So to start with, uh, I remember going to one of the group um, uh, of Parkinson's uh, um, ladies and gentlemen and uh, asking if um, I, was, um, I am able to talk to some of the individuals to learn more about Parkinson's. Um, I had some of the volunteers from that beginning. We now um, were able to create this incredible community around us who are continuously helping us to uh, get an insight about Parkinson's. I always mention the specialists of Parkinson's are people who are living with Parkinson's. And then what you'll be able to see that we are partners and we are partnered with Parkinson's Europe, Davis Finney. It has been incredible to hear from uh, their feedback about what kind of support that we can give, not just with the device, but also as, as um, Jaco group uh, and the researchers, what kind of uh, information that we can provide. Uh, we often get asked about what do you think about this uh, research and we'll be sharing our thoughts um, um, and uh, we also give, uh, we also invite, uh, we get invitation like uh, like today to share the research that we're doing and try our best to support group like this um, because it is so important to share information and what kind of new um, research they are going on uh, for the benefit of people with Parkinson's and people around them. Now our team is combination of about 40 people uh, in Cambridge, uh, um, Korea, and now US as well, who are all in the heart of benefiting people with Parkinson's who've been working in a, a medical device sector or Parkinson's specialist so that we can bring uh, further benefit for people, um, for, for people like Tony and Jen. Um, I like one of the things that we really uh, help um, motivate us because our team is all about um, bringing smiles back is when we hear things like this about Shaco has just um, about brought our lives back and we um, we are unfortunately not a cure, but we want to support in any way that we can do to day-to-day -day lives of yourselves so that um, we uh, um, can bring small smiles and small steps towards to bring a bigger smiles for people with Parkinson's. We are a very young company originated from university and the researchers really trying to bring uh, um, the research out from the labs to your day-to-day -day lives. We are learning a lot ourselves um, as the day goes, but now it's been four years uh, officially um, starting as Shaco, but the research obviously goes um, in, um, more than that. But we were able to see this incredible smiles and the support that the community have given us uh, again, motivate us to really focus on what can we do further to bring smiles back for people with Parkinson's. So that's us. Um, we are uh, like growing uh, together with yourself and understanding more about Parkinson's. On our website, you'll be able to find out more. We also operate open day every month uh, at the end of each month, uh, um, the last Friday, where you'll be able to join the Zoom call where we'll be sharing updates of what Shaco team members have been doing. You'll be able to meet with some people who are currently using the devices, uh, getting the questions they asked and so on. So uh, that's ourselves. Uh, thank you so much. And uh, I'll be more than happy to answer any questions. Thank you very much, Lucy. And actually, I'm uh, very impressed to see that uh, the device is more than just a device. It's an ecosystem, as you said, that can lead to better understanding of our own symptoms, but also helping our, our medical team understand our symptoms. So thank you for this uh, very uplifting presentation. Uh, we have quite a, few, quite a few questions, actually. Let us get started, as we do have quite a lot to go through. Um, 
Harry is asking, hi Lucy, have you made any progress on providing more individual Q1 settings for patients suffering rigidity or tremor or solely gait problems? Amazing. Thank you so much for that question. This is actually our main, main focus to identify the stimulation that is working better for one individual to other by really understanding the symptom category and also the stages of Parkinson's and also individual anxiety and so on. So we have been able to do a lot of assessments uh, throughout the years, and we're getting clearer idea of um, current default settings the device will come um, is suitable for uh, um, symptoms across Parkinson's, more focused on stiffness, slowness, and rigidity. Um, the queuing part may be able to be calibrated depending on uh, whether they have freeze of gait and so on. But this is the main focus that we are going on. And we are hoping to share the stimulation that is more suitable for individuals uh, very soon. But the Q2 device and Q3 device that we are currently developing behind the scenes uh, is uh, the smart devices where it will be able to identify your symptoms and provide the stimulation itself rather than yourself having to go into the application to change the stimulation. So this is an extensive study that we are currently doing. Perfect. And you directly answered the question from Karen about the Q1, Q2 and Q3. So thank you very much for doing that. Um, another question actually from Rod, is there any data on how this can help with Parkinsonism as opposed to just Parkinson's disease? Yeah, so we are currently looking into MSA and PSB, and this is done by University Hospitals of uh, NHS Trust. So still the data is very small. We are looking to two to three people um, in each cases. So the clinicians are taking a look at it. At the moment, um, what we can say is that there is a potential for the device to be able to help with MSA and PSB and also Lewy body dementia, but we are going to have to do a larger study uh, to identify further. So we will be sharing all this information as we go, um, but at the moment, the data is still very um, early stage. Excellent. That's very exciting. Uh, a question from Vivian, who is asking uh, if the device can help people who have speech problems, for instance, slurring their words. So we are actually seeing quite great benefit um, that some of the people were able to see by using the device with the slurring or the um, the voice getting louder or it's speaking, you know, like clearer and also improving with a stemma. We are able to see that in the literatures that the device can be used to help with stammering, but um, this is the further studies that we'll be uh, doing. It does definitely have a potential, and we are hearing a lot of stories of people benefiting from it, but uh, further studies will be getting carried on. Thank you, Lucy. Barbara and Donna asking, they basically have a friend who has freezing issues with Parkinson's, and uh, they both are asking if the device will help her. At the moment, we are seeing quite a significant um, benefit um, that people are able to see, especially with the freeze of gait. And um, we are still studying a lot with the parameters that is fitted for individuals, but there is a high chance that the, um, the, their brand can potentially uh, see the benefit. So we would really recommend uh, trying out the device. We do have a waiting list that people can get on. Uh, we also have a full refund policy if the device doesn't work for them because as Shalko, we believe in only um, selling the devices if it benefits people. So regardless of how long they've used the device, uh, if the device doesn't show any efficacy, we'll be giving the full refund. So it's worth the try. Uh, we're seeing a lot of people seeing the benefit. Our current refund rate, despite us giving full refund, is um, under 4.1% percent of the like out of 1500 people so we would recommend people using the device that's a very striking argument so thank you very much for this um so there are quite a few questions from Alison, melinda phil and gareth about dbs and the q1 can those with dbs use the q1 does it affect the dbs so basically what are the interactions between deep brain stimulation and the q1 it's an active study that we are uh, again doing. Uh, the device has been tested as a medical device, but also the, um, the counterparties of the deep brain stimulation device will be going through all the testings. With the combination of the compatibility is another testing that we will have to do with the each devices, which um, we will be in the progress of doing so. Um, there are some patients who had DBS 
under their clinician's consent using the device um, that we are looking into whether it is um, helping them or not. We have seen the case that it did, but because it is a small cohort, we are reluctant to mention that please do use it. It's something that we would uh, mention that please do consult with your clinicians whether they feel like the device is suitable for them to use um, with the TPS or not. Thank you very much. Uh, I have a question here from Mark, who is asking whether the device helps people with cervical dystonia. Yes, we are actually seeing quite improvement with dystonia. One unique thing that we are finding is that people tend to use the device where they find the dystonia happening. Uh, again, uh, I'm I, I like uh, there are lots of research going on. So dystonia is actually one of the other uh, research that we will have to look into further. But if you actually look into literatures, there are lots of uh, uh, vibration or massage methods that are being used for dystonia. So we are hopeful for that as well. Thank you, Lucy. A question from Nicola, who would like to know if the Q1 has to be on continuously or whether you need to switch it on as you need it. The device originally seemed to uh, be uh, um, used for people who, when they just needed the stimulation, so when they're on off period or if they were getting freeze of gait. But once the device started getting out there and lots of people using it, we are actually seeing most of people using the device continuously throughout their day-to-day -day life. Initially, it is a new stimulation that you'll be feeling throughout the day. So you may feel like um, you're not used to it, or lots of people almost get used to um, using the device. So that is the current um, the use of device that we are seeing. So throughout the day, we even see people who are using the device while they're sleeping, seeing the benefit of uh, them being able to sleep longer, their uh, ERM uh, period of the rapid eye uh, movement, um, uh, and time uh, increasing. Uh, so we are currently looking into that as well. Ari, I'm sorry. Yes, thank you very much, Lucy. Uh, yes, sleep is a big thing for people with Parkinson's. Um, Hélène would like to know if the Q1 needs to actually touch the skin or if the, the buzz of the Q1 is enough without touching, for example, if you had it in your soul, a small pocket. The device has been actually designed so that it sits on the sternum very firmly. And the focus stimulation that the device is able to deliver because of its form factor and the positioning and so on is actually very, very important when it comes to efficacy. So we'll be recommending yourself to use it uh, as it is shown as the information of use sheets. Against the skin, though. Um, so Leon uh, is asking whether the, the, the Q1 can work in other positions on the body, the body, not always on the sternum, but for instance, wearing as a watch or having it on your ankle or... Does it have to be on the sternum? So um, at the moment, we have actually tested with peripheral areas in various settings of the um, wrist and also the ankle, as you mentioned. But we are seeing the most benefit on the sternum. It's a combination of efficacy, but also the usability is really high when it's on the sternum. It's very easy to use. So we would recommend, unless they've got a, a particular uh, dystonia uh, where they want to position the device elsewhere, we uh, our first recommendation will be sternum, and most of people are actually using, uh, they're going back to sternum after trying out different positions. Um, However, uh, we definitely do recommend yourselves to play around with the positioning because with especially people who have particular uh, one-side tremor, they are them using the device on their forearm and so on. So it is something that we are uh, collecting the data to do further analysis of okay. um, depending on the symptoms, which position was the best. Thank you very much. Edward and James have the same kind of question. They're basically asking if the Q1 has an impact on the heart, on the heart rhythm. The moment, uh, not that we have heard about or getting the report of the heart rhythm uh, getting affected by the Q1, but it's something that we're closely monitoring. Thank you. Uh, I have a comment here from Effie. She's not asking a question, but she's basically saying that she's a Parkinson's nurse specialist, and one of her patients brought a Q1 device to show her. That person attaches it to their foot, in that case, for a leg tremor, and find it especially uh, helpful for sleep. So... An example that the sternum is the privileged place, but actually some people put it somewhere else and it helps. So that's interesting. Um, Ma <laughs> Martin is basically asking about the reliability of the device. He basically says that uh, he got the first one a while back and it was a bit noisy. And the second one stopped working and hasn't been replaced yet. So how, how, I know it's still a, a young technology, but how reliable is it? 
Yes, um, like it's one of the things uh, uh, that as an innovative device that is a new device, we went through lots of challenges, um, putting a lot of uh, kind of uh, um, uh, components within a very small device and making it very easy for people uh, to use. There were quite over technical uh, challenges. And recently, we actually, um, exactly as you, you mentioned about the noise issue is something that we uh, worked on to reduce it. But at that time, uh, we had an improvement with the firmware, but um, some of the people were actually facing uh, the device getting intermittent vibration, but we were able to actually fix that and we are in the process of uh, getting all of those solved. So now we can mention that the issue is getting resolved, uh, but uh, we are actually really grateful for people who've been really patient throughout this whole process of working together with us. Um, we are um, absolutely putting the quality at upfront uh, whilst we get the devices out there. So we will focus on this more uh, and give the support where necessary. Thank you, Lucy. Um, Maria is asking if the device, and you, you touched on that in one of your videos before, is the device helping everyone or is a particular group, is there a group of people who do not respond to it? Do you see among the people with Parkinson that some type of patients are less responsive? Yeah, so this is the key thing that we're actually looking into of the uh, to what degree of the device uh, and also uh, the uh, cohorts of the stages and the symptoms is it more effective on, but also um, is it not helping? So what we are currently seeing is looking into the people who are uh, um, refunding the devices because of not seeing any efficacy. Most of them, we are seeing that people, it's people who are not actually uh, uh, feeling the symptoms themselves. So whether they're really, really early on their stages of Parkinson's or um, other people who, um, uh, um, yeah, most of people who don't see the efficacy are when they don't feel the uh, symptoms or they have other conditions. So that was another thing that we realized that when people have um, other complications, the device may not be as effective. So um, as we learn more, this is the key thing that we'll be sharing with individuals so that when the clinician also prescribes the devices uh, or Parkinson's nurses um, prescribing the devices, that they will be able to clearly mention that whether the device will be helpful for individuals or not. Interestingly, uh, and sadly, given that Parkinson's assessment tends to be quite clinical, uh, a large percentage of misdiagnoses exists. Uh, I remember seeing the number of in excess of 20% of people who are misdiagnosed. So it's, everything is possible. Mm -hmm. but, um, but actually, yeah. the fact that you only have 4% of people returning the device says a lot about the fact that actually most people seem to be uh, happy with it. Um, a question from Mark. Uh, basically, a good, quite a good question. Are the effects sustained after removal of the device? So if you stop, if you press off, and, and stop the device working, how long are the effects lasting? This is one of the study that is done uh, at the hospital at the moment. Um, we are actually seeing uh, the device having a longer term effectiveness. So the um, the benefits seem to be uh, sustained over time. We are doing uh, like a two month, four month follow up. But um, the thing is, we, what we are currently seeing, it's small cases that once the device is off, they actually start getting the symptoms again, uh, which is actually one of the reasons why some people are requesting for two devices. So while they're charging one device, they can use another device is what we are currently seeing. But we will continuously uh, update the uh, community members of what is the longer term effectiveness of the device and also what is the, the after effectiveness of the device. Actually, it may be worth mentioning that you do have a newsletter uh, that you use to communicate quite a lot of information. I saw that actually there were far more people on the, well, actually there were twice as many people on the waiting list than on the newsletter. So it's an encouragement for everyone. If you want to have an update uh, on the device and all what Lucy says, she's still researching, uh, go to the charconeurotech.com website and uh, don't only look at the waiting list, but look at the, the newsletter subscription so that you can get that flow of information. Um, I have a question from a question from Viv and from Nazim, uh, both asking whether the Q1 should lead to reducing the amount of medication. Should we stop? Do, should we reduce the, the, the amount of, for instance, levodopa that one is taking? 
This is something that we would strongly recommend yourself to talk with your consultant. We actually uh, mentioned, please don't change your medication, even though you see the benefit with the Q1 device, because the research that we've done is on top of their normal medicated status. So we will be doing the testing on top of their medication. So please do not uh, change their medication uh, um, uh, schedule um, without consulting with your clinician. So um, that's one thing that we would strongly recommend. Please do make sure to uh, talk with your uh, healthcare providers. Thank you, Lucy, that's very clear. Rosie would like to know if the device can help with restless legs. Uh, at the moment, uh, we have seen a very small number of people benefiting from restless legs, uh, but it's something that we would look into further as well. Okay. Kevin and Kate are both asking about the, the battery life. Once it is fully charged, how long does the battery last and how long does it take to charge? It takes about uh, seven to eight hours for the battery life to last. Uh, it charges within an hour and two. Okay. And how long does it last? Uh, it lasts for seven to eight hours. Oh, sorry, seven to eight hours, and it charges in two hours. Okay, that's quite a that's good, good, good ratio, yes. sorry. Um, I was looking at the, the following set of questions. Actually, we have Jack Deep, Alan, Tracy, and Helen all asking about the way the device is attached to the body. Um, yes. So uh, Jack Deep says that when he visited your stand at the WPC, the World Parkinson's Congress, where we met, by the way, um, you mentioned that there might be an alternative to the adhesive in the future, something like uh, uh, basically a, a, a strap that you could use instead of like uh, using the, the, the patch. Can you explain how it works at the moment? How does the patch work? How long does it last? Does it need to be replaced? And maybe other technologies you're looking at, please. Of course. So at the moment, it is using a medical adhesive, uh, two layers of loop and hook, where the adhesive sits on the sternum for about 14 days. It is a waterproof and a sweatproof. The device uses a hook, which is like a Velcro, it um, attaches to the sternum, um, and you can take it off to just charge the device. Uh, now it is uh, um, the uh, the the um, you can refill it through uh, going to our website to purchase the um, the adhesives, which is about uh, it is fifteen pounds and it lasts for a couple of uh, months for your cells. Now we do see some people who have extra sensitive skin that we are working on two alternatives. One is the extra sensitive uh, adhesive that lasts. Uh, um, uh, shorter time, but it is for extra sensitive skin. The other thing is that we are developing strap for people who would prefer to use a strap to attach understand them than uh, the, the adhesives. Okay, when do you think the strap would be uh, available? So at the moment, we are looking into before the end of this year um, for the uh, straps to be ready. It is currently going through some of the testing with our users. Excellent, thank you very much, Rosine. Now we have a whole list of questions from, I will not mention all the names, but actually many people are asking about the waiting list and how to get, let's just get started with how to get one. I mean, how to get a, a device and uh, as a first question, please. Of course, so at the moment, if you go onto our website on the first page, there is a waiting list. The purpose of the waiting list is because we're a very small company, we are trying to understand the demand. And over the years, the demand have been significantly high. We are um, trying our best to uh, scale our manufacturing, but whilst keeping the quality. Now, um, we have to take this really cautiously, as mentioned uh, earlier about the reliability needs to be high. We are um, going through the teething issues at the moment to fix all of them, but we're getting more and more confident of getting the devices for people. So the waiting list is existing because when your time comes, you get an email from us of uh, with the code that you can use to purchase the device, which is 295 uh, pounds uh, in the UK. Um, uh, from then onwards, you can choose where you want courier delivery or hand delivery. If you choose for hand delivery, it may take a little bit of time to get to you, but we will be visiting, Shakuti member will be visiting you to go through the device, help with setting the stimulations and so on. Uh, so at the moment, we are um, hugely distributing in the UK for people with Parkinson's to um, get the device into their day-to-day -day lives. Thank you very much. Um, so basically what you're saying is that if someone based in the UK wants to get the device as soon as possible, it is best to not ask for personal delivery, but just to get it shipped over. 
Uh, the thing is, it's a kind of a trade-off because you will get it faster through the courier delivery, but we always love to visit them uh, and actually get the device set it up for them. But um, through the courier delivery, we are more than happy to give any Zoom call support. And the device is actually really easy to use. Uh, it's a very straightforward device. Mm -hmm. So you don't necessarily have to go for hand delivery. Um, as mentioned, it is a simple device that you can set it up yourselves. The device comes with the stimulation that um, works for the majority of people. If you want to adjust it or get a core support, we will be always set, be there for them. Thank you, Lucy. So roughly 45% of our audience is in the US and people, of course, are very keen to know when you would expect it to be FDA approved and distributed in the US, please. We are currently in a process of getting the devices for people in the US. We have the a lot of people in the US are requesting for the device. So uh, that uh, as earlier I mentioned that um, we are really uh, working together with uh, key um, clinicians in the US to get the FDA approval, and we're also working towards to getting the insurers so that uh, you can get the devices through uh, uh, the insurers as well. Um, it's equal to um, the UK. We are currently working towards to getting the devices through the NHS so that you um, um, can get the devices without um, having to um, pay for it. And that's amazing. On that note, when would you expect NHS availability? I know it's probably a tricky question, still in progress. It is a but tricky, <laughs> it, it is tricky question. However, um, what I want to mention is that we are currently in a review at the moment and uh, NHS has been actually really a great uh, for us, um, because we were able to uh, get a lot of support from the um, healthcare providers uh, actually trying the devices, as mentioned, uh, Edinburgh's already have the devices being currently um, tested within the hospital for the inpatients. Um, so you'll be able to see on the news and radio shows of how they're currently using the devices. Thank you. Going back to the US for a second, would it be fair for me to guess that you might, if you if all goes well, get the approval from FDA in the first half of the year and might expect the first deliveries by the end of 2024? Would that be or is it too enthusiastic? That's what we are absolutely aiming for. And our team is working really hard to get uh, the regulatory and also the clinical uh, uh, trials uh, cleared for the um, FDA. Thank you very much. Last question actually from Patrick, who is in Ireland and is asking if the device is available in Ireland. Uh, so that's one of the things that um, I have to check and I'll get back <laughs> to uh, the, the, uh, yourself so that we can share the information. Okay, perfect. Actually, I'm, I'm, I'm encouraging you to, once you will have posted the video on YouTube, to have a look in the next few days because there are quite a few questions that tend to follow just the publication. And some of them of are best answered by you than by me, a lot of them. Of course. <laughs> Shaco team members will be on the, um, the, the comments so that we can answer oh, the questions. Really so thank you so much for that. We will thank make sure so to answer you. So basically, um, I think that roughly to all the questions about the delivery, there are a few specific questions about some people saying I'm number 3024 on the, on, the, on the list. So how long would it take to get there? Uh, is it fair to say that if you are in the UK, you would help you would aim to to satisfy the people who are on the list right now in the uk by the end of the year would that be realistic that's correct that is Good correct time. we are all um, trying our best to get the devices for them uh, within the ca thank you very much now let's just switch to the cost you mentioned already that uh, the the device costs 295 pounds um i basically have jack deep asking if they are on any other costs that would follow that for updates or and I guess the you mentioned the, pat the patches yeah. that they cost 15 pounds That's per correct. month. Yes. So, so there is no further cost apart from the cost of the device 295 pounds and then if you need to buy new patches they last for a month and the pack costs 15 pounds but that gives people a good idea. That is correct. Uh, the adhesive uh, comes with six patches and each of them lasts for 14 days so it um, lasts for more than a month. Oh, good. Okay, perfect. Thank you very much for that. Um, David is basically mentioning that I said, indeed, that uh, you gave a presentation before, uh, a bit more than a year ago. Where can we, can we find it? So anyone wanting to look at the previous presentation? To be honest with you, I think we covered everything in this one, but if you're interested in the previous one, uh, you're welcome, to, of course, to look at the video, which is on our YouTube channel uh, that you can access through our website, which is no silver bullet number 4 pdcom where you can find it. Uh, I think this is roughly it. I think we have really done quite a bit. Maybe just a last question um, from Phil, 
which is a pretty good question. You're probably familiar with Dr. Tass, uh, basically vibrating gloves. So it is a different technology, but still it is vibrating as well, like the Q1. Um, who do, how would you compare your device versus his gloves in terms of approach to managing the symptoms? Of course, I feel like we love like uh, our research going on in Parkinson's sector. As mentioned, uh, I think um, it's been incredible to see lots of research coming about in Parkinson's sector and using a non-invasive way to support individuals in day-to-day -day life. So um, we are uh, kind of reading lots of studies and following them. Uh, Dr. Taz obviously is one of like really incredible uh, technologies that they're developing over there. I think the key main difference, if I may say, is uh, they, uh, as far as I understand, is that they provide stimulation and it's looking into the after effectiveness uh, that they will be seeing. The Q1 device is more day-to-day -day where they use the device throughout their day-to-day -day, uh, and uh, it's continuous of use. I think that's the one of the difference. The mechanism of action is also um, quite uh, different, um, I would say. Uh, so please do uh, visit our website and look uh, and watch our videos um, as uh, we shared with the science animation. If you have further questions, please do ask us. Um, and once again, uh, we are a big fan of this uh, research coming out with new technologies and innovations coming into uh, uh, Parkinson's. Lucy, thank you very much on behalf of our audience for having taken the time to present to us today Not and also to Not answer true. so many questions. And thank you, for thank you for dedicating thank you. Your, your career and your company to helping people like us with Parkinson's. We will always, it's our pleasure. It's been such an amazing journey and we can't be more grateful that we are able to make a small difference for people with Parkinson's. It is a baby step. We will continue to do our best to improve the quality of life for people. So thank you so much for uh, taking the journey with us and also inviting us uh, for today. Thank you, Lucy. Before hanging up, I just want to mention two things. First of all, I would like to say how happy I was to meet so many of you uh, in Barcelona. Uh, and to understand, to receive your positive feedback on those sessions. Actually, Lucy was there too. It was a great event. Uh, and it was great also to be able to see many people who are watching your videos and to meet them in person. So thank you very much for all the encouragements for, for Mark and myself and for Lucy. Um, I also would like to mention that our next session will be taking place on the 5th of September. So in August, we're all going on holiday. Uh, and on the 5th of September, we'll be hosting Dr. Lauren Kalia from Toronto on the topic of repurposing of drugs for Parkinson's. So reusing existing drugs to uh, manage, basically to try to cure Parkinson's or to manage the symptoms. Um, be sure to join us because we'll be talking about some of the drugs that hold the most potential to modify the disease progression. So thank you all and see you then. Bye-bye. Amazing, thank you so much. Bye-bye, Lucy.